Cartel Jero has always been the protector of his siblings. The handsome chef has a bit of roughness to him. This one has a bit of sweetness to it. <laughs> Aside from his family, very few people get to witness his sensitivity. When he met Adina Harold a year ago, he had no idea that intervening in an embarrassing exchange would lead to falling in love with a woman he could never truly have. She was spoken for, forbidden. Yet during turmoil brewing within her home, they somehow fall in love. Adina Harold is hanging on by a thread. Trapped in a loveless, abusive marriage, she found solace in someone she shouldn't have. He was genuine, sweet, and caring. He was love. The very thing she longed for and was missing at home. She knew loving him was dangerous and time and time again, she tried to pull away from him, only to have her heart pulling her back. Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back. So sorry. When tragedy strikes and Cartel comes to her rescue, Adina is afraid to allow the blossoming love between them to fully bloom. Just as she's, just as she gives in to her heart's desire, her husband, Dominic, makes it clear that he plans to honor their vow until death do us part. With Dominic becoming more and more unhinged, Cartel and Adina's face, Cartel and Adina face a series of trials and tribulations. Will the couple persevere or will Dominic see his threats through until the very end? So let's backtrack to the last episode where I said Cartel got a phone call. Well, the phone call came from Adina is the young lady's name. Uh, and he thought it was her, but it was actually her husband who thinks that she's been cheating on him with Cartel, which is not the case. But you can hear him attacking Adina over the phone and Cartel is screaming into his phone, which, you know, causes his family to look at him like, you know, what is wrong with you? What's going on? And they rush to the car to get to Adina's house to help her. So... Adina is an abusive marriage with her husband, Dominic, and he found the phone that she had been hiding from him that she was talking to Cartel on, and he beats her and starts stomping on her, and by the time Cartel and his, well, his father, and I want to was it Walker? Or Reese, because it wasn't everybody, but I know for sure it was his dad and one of his brothers get in the car with him to go to her house to check on her. So when they get there, they find her on the floor badly beaten. And uh, they rush her to the hospital. And by the time she wakes up, she's like, you know, my baby, how's my baby? And unfortunately, the nurse has to tell her that she lost the baby. And, you know, she's really badly beaten up and, you know, this crushes her soul. She's like, he, he killed my baby and, you know, Cartel wants to be there for her and is offering her like, I'm never leaving your side. You know, we're going to do this together. And she's like, no, you need to leave me. You shouldn't be involved in my mess. And he's like, I'm not trying to hear none of that. Like, I'm here for you. We're going to deal with this together. And he's and she basically kicks him out. And so she he leaves. 
because she's getting like hysterical at this point. But he's like, you know, I definitely will be back. You ain't even got to worry about it. And, you know, he's coming there every day, talking to her. Um, Even his dad is giving her encouraging words like, you know, my son, he loves you. He just wants to be there for you. Don't shut him out. And, you know, it may seem bleak right now, but don't let this be the end. Don't let that man take this from you. And so while she's in the hospital alone, even though she doesn't really want to be alone, the 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 thoughts take over. And so at some point she goes into the bathroom and breaks the mirror and manages to get like a shard of glass. And like right at that moment, Cartel comes into the bathroom and snatches the glass away from her and they get her help again. And unfortunately she's placed on a 72 hour hold. And I'm just, I guess it's a fine time to say this, but the whole book, this really is a dark book. Like if you're not mentally prepared to go there, I don't, I would not suggest reading this book. Um, because it doesn't get like quote unquote, upbeat till the end and even no not even then but it's better than what it starts off as so like i said we get some backstory of how the two met where cartel he's a chef he owns his own restaurant and he gets one of his waiters. well he sees one of his waiters like coming to the back and he's crying or he either has tears welled up in his eyes and he's like you know what's going on and it's like this guy out there, he's being an asshole and, you know, just being real rude. So when Cartel goes out there, it's to uh, Dominique and Adina. And Dominique is screaming about how he's had to wait for a long time to get his food and the service isn't good and he wants to be comped for his meal and all this type of stuff. And Cartel is like, you haven't had to wait any longer than anybody else. Like it's a restaurant and I've always said that. And you know, like, especially with TikTok now, you got servers making videos about customers. Why do y'all come anywhere expecting food to be made quickly just because it's a restaurant? Like, first of all, there are people in here who ordered before you and this is food. Don't you want it to be done correctly? Cause you expecting uh, your plate to be seated in front of you 10 minutes after you ordered it just so you can complain and say that it's not done all the way through like people who come out just to make other people's lives miserable oh my god there's like a special place in hell for y'all but yeah so dominic doing all of that and cartel kicks him out he like you're not finna disturb my restaurant like this so either you can get out or I'll escort you out. So he trying to be boosy badass. And he like, uh, you gonna have to escort me out then. You know what you want to do. And Cartel has security. So security comes over and lifts him up out his seat. And takes him out. And Adina is sitting there. She's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, you know, no, you shouldn't have to deal with that. And, you know, maybe you shouldn't be with him. And she's like, you know, no, you don't understand. And she leaves. 
But then, like, somehow they come in contact again later. And they start talking over the phone. It's text messages. That's how they get to know each other. And we get to the I love you stage, even though, like, nothing physical has happened between them. It's just the conversation and the vibes between the two. And he always tells her, you know, if you ever need me, all you have to do is call me and I'll come running. And at one point, she even broke it off between them. Like, this is the last time I'm contacting you. I cannot talk to you. You know, just basically let me go. And he's like, I'll never do that. So then we get to the hospital situation of him rescuing her and just saying, like, I just want to help you. Like, I love you. I can't let you go. So she moves into his parents' house. And, you know, because, of course, she needs time to heal. There's no way she's jumping right back into a relationship because that's never going to work. So he comes to visit her every day. He takes her out on dates. She was coming to the restaurant with him cooking. And it was like she was slowly coming around. They were like holding hands. They were kissing. It was getting good. And at one point... She had went out with somebody because he had her well protected because it's like Dominique, like after he did that, he went into hiding. He was nowhere to be found, but he was calling her, like making little idle threats and just saying stupid shit to her. And I forgot she went out to lunch with somebody. I forgot that man's name, but um, they were followed. And then she gets a call. Well, at the restaurant, she had bumped into someone. And their cell phone dropped. So she picked it up, like, basically uh, thinking they swapped phones or, like, they, she helped her pick up her phone or whatever. So when she's in the car and the phone rings, she's thinking it's her phone. But actually, whoever the woman was managed to get the phone to her from Dominic. So he's threatening her and basically saying, you know, like, I'll never leave you alone. You'll always belong to me. Whoop, whoop, whatever. And... So then she calls Cartel, well, uh, no, the guy she's with calls Cartel, tells him what happened, and he gets to her right away. And, oh, we also learned, like, of course, with abusers, Dominic, like, isolated her away from her family, and she had no contact with them. So after she had got, was I don't know, no, she was still in the hospital. That's what it was. Okay. My bad. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I believe, was it Cartel or Daddy uh, Jerome? Somebody convinces her to call her mama. Like, you know, you finally got away from the situation. Maybe that's where you need to be is with your family. So she called her mama and told her mama what happened. And is like, mom, can I come home? And basically her mama tells her no, because I don't know if you're serious or not. And I'm not going to allow you around here just for you to leave again or leave with him again. And so that's what basically was like the last straw for her. It's like, I can't even go back home to my family. So I really have no one. Cause even though cartel is telling her, like, I'm here for you. I'll be here for you. You got me at that moment. She really felt like she had no one. And so, but somehow she has another conversation with her mom and it's just like she when she goes home that's what it was she cartel, cartel convinces her to go home 
so her mom know that she's for real and so when she goes home and she sees her parents and they learn because they didn't know that she was being abused or to the extent of what was going on so when her mom finds out she feels bad because she was like if i would have known i would have told you that you could come home you know i never would have which is a double s double-edged sword because i was trying to see it from both sides because it's just like you haven't called and talked to us in how long and you just call up asking can you come home and not knowing the full story i can see why the mama said no but i feel like on the other side like her no was justified because i feel like even if she did know you won't come home for how long for him to say that he's sorry and possibly take you away from us again and then we don't hear from you again and you just continue this cycle but they make up and it's good while they're there because cartel went with her like you know i'm by your side every step of the way unfortunately though he gets a phone call saying that his restaurant was burnt to the ground and so he has to rush back home because i think well it's like an hour or two away and she tries to go with him and he's like no you need to stay here and she's feeling at fault and she's trying to go with him to be with him and how he kind of shuts down on her you know it kind of hurts which is understandable because it's like he became very dry like nah i got this you stay here like you're not coming with me so of course he leaves protection back for her like you just stay here you stay with your family and i'm gonna go take care of this so when he gets there he's hurt to return home to ashes and basically dominique calls him to brag like you know i've always had access to you you know like it was nothing to get in there and he's watching the video surveillance cartel is and he sees like a hooded figure and somebody walking up to the door and they because you have to have a code to get in like as employees and somebody enters his code and kind of find out dominique is like am i calling this man dominique and it's dominique <laughs> is like a computer whiz or something like that and so yeah it was not he was a genius he made a lot of money all that type of stuff so it was just like it was very easy to get to him and to basically set the building on fire and so he's like okay so like i can get another building i can do this all over again like what you did was nothing like is that supposed to scare me and he's like no i want you to be scared i want you to be aware and i want you to know that she's always going to be mine and so you know i don't know how i forgot this but let's backtrack because even before she goes home like even before the fire whoa, 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 whoa. this is when cartel took adina over to jameson and olivia's house so she could meet his brothers and baby reese reese the youngest one now he got a thing for older women right but this woman, like she wasn't too much older to the women that his brothers are compared to him bringing around or being with. But when that woman walked through the door, Adina was like, what? Why is she here, Ike? And they're like, how you know each other? And a woman get real slick at the mouth. And Adina says, this is my husband's mistress. And so she says 
ex-mistress. And then she's like, tell him the truth. I didn't just have fun with your husband. I had fun with you too. And when Adina whipped out that knife and held it up to her throat, like, bitch, don't fucking play with me. She's like, tell him what you did. And so, of course, everybody like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the kids there. I'm like, damn, not you traumatizing my babies. And, uh, but, you know, of course, they're sent away. And Adina is like, I, I didn't do that voluntarily. You and him, like, basically raped me. Like, don't make it seem like I was a willing participant of what happened to me. And so she sent away because Reese like, no, nah, you you got to go. <laughs> she had apologized to everybody like, I'm sorry. But, you know, it just brought back memories. And they're like, no, nah, it's, you know, you justifiable. Don't worry about it. But I was just like, that's why I said this story. Like, if you don't have the heart to stomach it, I would skip this one and just go to the next one. Um, but so in the end. Because what, Dominique, was it his house? I think, I believe it was in Cartel's house. Like, anyway, he gets to her, beats her up pretty bad. Cartel comes, you know, tries to save her, but he ends up getting his ass whooped in the head, too. But anyway, they end up killing Dominic because that was the only way that nigga was going to stop was if he was dead. And they walk away with a few bumps and bruises. But, you know, it's going to be all right, and they're going to be together, and they are working towards their happily ever after even though they haven't completely gotten it yet and so we're jump well not jumping into but the next story is part three and this is a walker and georgia story and i only see book three like three books i need to know when is uh Reese or Reese's story coming because I want to know the older woman that he ended up with because he was constantly making jokes about uh being with Olivia and George's mama because she's not too old and she's like right up his alley and she still look good so he was like you know I might be y'all uh stepdaddy in a minute <laughs> but yeah but I oof. I might have to go back and put a warning I'll put it in the description because I'm not going to make another uh, recording. But baby, this book, it is heavy. It's real heavy. But it's good, though. Which is, it feels so bad to say when you're talking about domestic violence. But it wasn't. Anyway, that, that that's it. That's all. I'll see you in the next episode, my beautiful people. Because I ain't even going to say I hope you enjoyed it. I, it's weird. Bye.